We are Sarah and Laura. We are doulas, mothers, women, wives, and entrepreneurs. We love a lot of things. The gym, food, coffee, health, kombucha, our families, and our friends. We are so committed to being authentic, honest, and vulnerable and showing up here just the way we are. We promise to never positive wash anything, but please know that we are wholeheartedly committed to radically thriving. With this podcast, we hope to connect on a deeper level and talk about hard stuff. Ultimately, we want women and mothers to know deeply who they are and what makes them feel happy. Whether you're getting into a bath or taking us on a walk with you. Or maybe you're commuting to work. We are honored that you chose our podcast to listen to. <laughs> My singing voice. We're not even recording yet. Sexy. Mary, did you know? Hi, Sarah. Much old baby boy. Oh, the steep tea is giving me life. It says steep for five minutes. And you steeped it for 46. Yeah, sure did. <laughs> we are recording a podcast and we are recording live. Yeah. <laughs> Here we are. And singing. Is that your favorite Christmas carol? Well, just, you know, yesterday it was. <laughs> it changes day to oh, day. Oh, 100%. Yeah. What is your go-to Christmas album to listen to? Pentatonics. Oh, it's the best. <laughs> it's so high energy. I, I can listen it. to that while I work out. Um, it's my fave. I did have my first Christmas carol list at a birth. That was, yeah. Really? Um, yeah. Shout out to Sarah Mulders. She wanted Nora Jones' playlist. Oh, I just listened to her so new nice. Christmas album. It is really nice. Then after about an hour and a half of that, she was like, eh, we Wait, have didn't she name the baby Nora too? Aw, what a lovely Songs story. Eight. Cute. Also Michael Bublé. Also Mariah Carey. Classics. I love Christmas music. Okay, so uh, we're talking about Christmas martyrdom, but you're not a Christmas martyr, so you actually bring nothing to the table. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I kind of think I've grown out of it a little bit, um, but honestly, I think it was just, I married into the right family. What was well, Christmas like when you were a kid? Well, so my parents moved here from England, so oh. I had no grandparents. So that would just be like ah. a check. Um, so it was really simple. Like we would usually just um, wake up. We'd, we didn't have a Christmas tree, but we'd have pillowcases down the hallway. And they would have all our gifts in them. Really? Yeah. Like Santa sacks. Like Santa sacks, yeah. yeah. And with our name. And then if there was pretty bags, they would be. My mom wrapped tons of things. So like Is that an getting... English tradition to not have a tree? Um, I think it comes from, like, there's some pagan stuff in the Old Testament of the Bible about trees, and so I think that kind of got mm. into our, yeah. Interesting. Into the stuff. So, yeah, then we would open all that, eat some breakfast, and then in the afternoon we'd, like, go tobogganing, or in the evening we'd go downtown and go skating at Nathan Phillips like Square. Sounds like a movie. Yeah, it was really simple. And my dad doesn't like turkey, so we never did that. We probably have, like, a lamb roast or, like, I don't know, salmon on the barbecue. Okay. So then when you had kids, was it a conversation about, like, what you were doing Christmas Day? Um, well, when the kids were very little, we just kept going back. Because we're the, I'm the oldest and Brandon's the oldest, so we just keep going back to our parents. Yes, um, that's what we did until we had kids. Well, when we did that once, we had kids too, because oh. it, they were still so little that I was like, this feels a little lonely just to be at home, yeah. us and our babies. Um, 
And Brandon's parents are great. They're super chill. They're like, we can do Christmas whenever. They're so not attached to the day. Mm -hmm. So, like, it'd be Christmas Eve. Or, like, this year we're doing Christmas on um, New Year's Day. Okay, let's talk about attachment to the day. Because I think that's, like, where a big part Mm -hmm. of everybody's boundaries Yes, like for you, is it about, like, oh, this is the important day. I need to spend time with my people on the day. Okay, so I thought that. Okay. But then when my parents got divorced... Neither of them wanted Christmas Day. Oh. So, neither of them, I wouldn't, like, would they spend Christmas Day with us? Yeah, they probably would, but neither of them were attached to the day. It's got a lot of high pressure. It does. Yeah. So, I host Christmas Eve. Are we, I'm trying to be taller. (laughs) I can be shorter. (laughs) Um, I host Christmas Eve for my mom and my brothers ever since my parents, since we had Evie, which was the same year that my parents split up. So, it conveniently everything changed that year right so they split up in september and then that first christmas i was pregnant we had our last christmas together at home and then yeah then everything changed so christmas day moving forward we go to my in-laws and i love it yeah we open gifts here and then we head over to my in-laws at like 10 30 11 and my mother-in-law has delicious breakfast casseroles made, mm. and we watch movies and eat all day, and it's the best. We always have a fire in there at my parents' mm. house. Outside? No, inside. Okay. Throw all the wrapping paper in the fire. We always eat a ton of chocolate, because there's always, mm. like, Toblerones, After Eights, Lindor's. Yeah. There's those wine gums. Oh, oh yeah. Nice. Always. Mm. Yeah, uh, so luckily... Like, we didn't have to have any attachment to the day conversations because neither of my parents were attached to the day. So Ryan's family got the day. Mm. And I like going somewhere on the day. Mm -hmm. I remember growing up, my mom always being so frustrated about having to go to both families Mm -hmm. on the day. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. So I'm glad that we aren't in a place where there's any pressure to do that. We still try and have um, Christmas with one cousin that we have in this country. Um, And we see them sometime over the holiday. Mm -hmm. But outside of that, yeah. I do find it interesting. So when you talked about this online the other day, people were talking about the great grandparents and them needing to let go of, you know, when it's not about them anymore and it's about the grandparents. Man, how are, I've never, I think about how I'm going to feel as a grandparent a lot, not as a great grandparent. I think we're too old though. Like, you you don't think we'll be great grandparents? You think we'll be dead? uh, Maybe. (laughs) I don't know. Like if, if. If I didn't have my kids till I'm 30, and then they have kids when they're 30, and then their kids have kids when they're 30, I'm already 90. Yeah, Ryan's grandma just turned 96 this week. Yeah. Grandma She's still or great-grandma? Great-grandma. His grandma. So my yes, kid's right. great-grandma. So I don't have any grandparents anymore. Mm. Brandon has one grandma. She's 94. Can you imagine being a dusty old great-grandma, and everybody's just like, you had your time. I would hope at that point you just get invited in on one of your kids' yeah. Christmas. And you just... My, my Oma in. my Oma comes to our house Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. And that, that's so nice. We get that special time with her instead of sharing it with the whole family. That is nice. Everybody takes her at different times. My grandparents were always in England. And so it, I, there would just always be like a card or a check or money at the end that my parents would give us so it didn't end up in the fire. Mm. Yeah. Is there anything that feels heavy to you at Christmas, like pressure-wise? You love baking. You were trying to bake all my Christmas goodies 10 minutes ago. I uh, know. We were working on Canva, and I'm like, I would rather do all your Christmas <laughs> cooking or baking than actually spend one more minute on Canva. It makes me crazy. <laughs> like, if there was extra minutes 
and hours <laughs> and days. Laura would spend it on Canva. I love it. I love it so much. I would I would take on an extra five hours of coaching humans. I would talk to human beings and get them all ready for their births. I think maybe if I didn't massage people, I would feel like that. But I get enough time talking to humans. Okay, but here's our 2022 plan. You're going to massage less. You're going to canva more. Hopefully none of my clients are watching this. Oops. <laughs> and I'm going to coach more. How many people should I massage a week in your perfect world? Ten. Okay. You do 20 right now, right? Like between 15 and 20, yeah. 10. Okay. Well, you heard it here first, folks. And it is so. <laughs> 2022 goals. Oh, did I say 2021? No, you said 2022. Oh, sweet. I'm yeah. amazing. Yeah. I've already made the switch. So nothing feels heavy to you at Christmas? No pressure? No expectations? No... Um, there has been this, like, my parents have been talking about selling their house, and they haven't mm. yet, but then there keeps being this, like, and maybe we can just have Christmas at your house, and I'm like, don't just lob that at me. Like, okay, so this brings up an interesting point that a lot of you guys brought up, is most of you would actually rather everybody come to you. Yeah, well, and I feel like partly that's about the people who have the five-month-olds, and want the kids. napping in their own crib. Right. But yeah, what I want to know with that is, are people bringing the food... Yeah, or are you cooking it? Yeah. I think if it were me and if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it the way we do when we have huge weekends with friends where we just, Brendan's, we make an Excel spreadsheet and it's like, who's on breakfast, who's on lunch, yeah. who's on dinner? And then that way it's all organized. You've all got the meals that you're going to do and it's pretty low stress because if it's not the meal I'm cooking, I'm actually not even in the kitchen. You just take over, do your thing and, you know, we'll help clean up, but... I don't know. I think it's just, yeah, the, the trying to jam everyone in our house to sleep part would be too much in this house. Yeah, right. And none of your family is here, so it would involve sleeping over. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that my brother, I have one brother who's like 45 minutes away, so he wouldn't have to sleep over. But my parents, yeah, two hours away probably would. Well, and interesting when you have, like, when grandparents are managing more families than one, if every family is like, no, everybody comes to us then the grandparents are now traveling to three different houses, which really, I guess, when you don't have kids, doesn't sound that bad. As a grandparent, I feel like I'd be like, okay, but like one meal at each house, let's go. Yeah, my closest brother is 45 minutes away. My next brother lives around the globe. And then my yeah. next brother is in Saskatchewan. So I, my parents will go see him in January. A time. But, yeah. It's so interesting. I have never wanted to host Christmas and wonder if I ever will. And then for my in-laws, they have a huge house, they have a pool, they have a hot tub. They, they have love to have everybody there. Lots of bedrooms. We oh, could yeah. go there. Totally. You yeah. have been there. I have been there. It's wonderful. Yeah. Um, so yeah, most people don't want to travel on Christmas Day. Mm -hmm. um, but also, people don't want to host. So. <laughs> so, we have a millennial problem. <laughs> we do have a millennial problem. No just... hosting, no traveling. Um, most people. Someone said that they don't want the expectation of laying around and doing nothing all day because that's boring. Where mm. other people want to lay around and do nothing all day because it's boring. Which, when else do you get to be bored? There. Yeah. So we have a lot of polarizing opinions here about Christmas. I do love that there's nothing open. I feel like that really brings me, my, like, uh, desire to go out of the house down. Have you I'm ever Boxing Day shopped? Oh, yeah. Yeah, me too. I like yeah. it. But I don't want to go anywhere Christmas. You're right. Yeah. But we'd go somewhere Christmas Eve morning. 
Yeah. <laughs> Christmas curricular. Oh. It's one of my favorite Christmas traditions. I know, but it always makes me so anxious. Like the, all the all the working out. All the working out. Yeah. You don't consume the beverages afterwards, so mm. you're fine there. But I definitely do. Um, okay, let's say goodbye to our Instagram friends and keep recording the podcast. Hope you enjoyed this podcast preview. And then you can hit skip for the first like half of it when you yes, listen to it. Yes, yes, you can. Okay. Okay, good. Back to it. Hi, friends. All right. Um, so, yeah, that's what we do Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve morning. We are going to get into some other topics in case you think we're going to talk about Christmas the whole okay. time. No, but we just, I don't know, start with Christmas, start it out light, then we're going to argue back and forth. Yep, we are. Okay, a few more things. Make it better tips. These are a few things that the peoples brought up. Mm-hmm. Spend more quality time with friends. Do you yes. have friends, misses? You know what? I what that When you say, is there anything that's heavy, there has been times in my life as an Enneagram 7 that maybe I didn't always understand and know that I'm a 7, very social, very, and, and I, I, I forget sometimes that I can reach out. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like a little bit bored at some point during the day, maybe a little bit with family but lonely. Yes, I can remember you actually reflecting that to me last year. Yeah, and so then I have this thought like, but it's such a family day that I'm not supposed to reach out to my friends. Mm. And I would never feel like I would take up someone's time on that day. Like I would never call a friend and okay, be like... Okay, let's, let's stop harping on the day. Let's make it the season. Okay. No friends no, traditions? No, oh, oh, sorry. Do you have any friend traditions? I'm <laughs> falling. We knew you were going to fall. I knew it was going to happen. I'm scratching my legs. <laughs> Look how loud we were just then. Too ah, much time. Sorry, friends. I spent too much time in the hot tub and now, <laughs> now I'm you're itchy. itchy everywhere. Yeah. Um, I don't have any friend traditions. Oh, let's add that to your bucket list. Yeah. I have a lot. Okay, tell me about yours. So, my girlfriends and I always have a girl's Christmas. Uh, It is this Saturday. We are going to Shale Ridge, and then we're going to the market at Kellogg's, and then we're going out for dinner. Okay. Usually, we get together at somebody's house, but I think because we've done lots of staying in the house in the last 18 months, we're deciding to go out. Yeah. Um, with my high school friends, we always get together with the kids usually. So we're doing, uh, noon years with the Mm. kids at noon on New Year's Eve day. Um, what else do we do with friends? Oh, we bake with friends every year. We get together and have like a baking day, a gingerbread house day. And then boxing day is, um, Ryan's best friend's birthday. And we have a rager every year. (laughs) Amazing. That is so ridiculous that usually we can't party on New Year's Eve because everybody is still (laughs) recovering. So yeah, there's a lot. We have a lot of friends traditions, which I love. I would say I have one that's kind of come about um, in the last decade. We would always see uh, my one set of friends who live in Toronto when we go to Toronto to be at my parents' place. And we usually get together with them for a day. Um, sometimes we've done the one mile run with what? Them also in there. Yeah, our family. My family's super competitive. Yeah. Um. For we've been doing this for twenty years. It's not always around Christmas, but it's the one mile run is with a few families and two specifically. But anyway, that sometimes has happened around Christmas. But we usually do like yeah, a meal with them, or some sushi, something like that. Take out, um, take out at Christmas is great. Yeah, there's always some Chinese that happens. Oh, that's a thing for a lot of people. Yeah, at Brandon's family at some point. 
usually Christmas Eve we do an extravaganza, mm. but this year we're doing breakfast for dinner and we're all wearing pajamas. Oh, with nice. My family, yeah. Yeah, ours would be I. Uh, we've done like lobster for New Year's, Ooh, or we've yeah. done apps for New Year's, but no, we haven't done that around Christmas. We have more of a Dutch tradition with New Year's, which is New Year's Day when you have Oli Bolin, which What's is that? like um, homemade donuts. Ooh. Yeah. So usually I could be go Dutch. to family's house. Yeah. Donuts on New Year's Day sounds great. That's good. Okay, let's talk about vacation over gifts. Oh, so I will say when the kids were, were younger, I'm just forgetting all the evolutions of our traditions. So yeah, Doug with Brandon's parents, we used to go away every year or every other year. Mm-hmm. And his parents would usually foot the bill. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Wow. So that was like a, a Florida or... And that's gone now? That is yeah, now. because oh. I think there's like 19 of us. Right, that got expensive. So, got expensive and big. And also it got a little bit like... It, it's funny when you actually do start having your own money. Um, some of the uncles were like, I'm not spending my vacation time right. there. If you only and, have a limited amount of vacation time, I can see why you don't want to spend it. Yeah, and I think when, when you're kind of poorer and you'll take a you'll take a free vacation then yeah. you don't really have any opinions but yeah down the road it kind of becomes like oh one person wants ocean the other person wants no ocean one person wants a pool one person wants to fly one person wants to dry like it's just a lot of too hard to make it come together mm-hmm. um I don't assume people listen to our podcast with their kids in the car so if you do maybe shut this off yeah, in case we talk we about talk something about... Christmassy, and we're gonna move into a topic that's not for them anyway. So goodbye, kids. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay. And so we'll... Kate, did you shut it off? Um, I want to as soon as the Santa believing stops here. Okay. Switch to vacations over gifts. Like we will go I on see. a trip every year in lieu of Christmas with our family. I hear you. Because I am tired of running around buying material gifts when. Every, like almost everything they need at this point is a need. So like they need a computer, right? Are are is Shay still? Yeah, with, I, yeah, and Evie does Santa. such a good job of, belie- of oh. pretending she believes. I actually believe she still believes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't actually know where Jacob's at with that. I don't even know where he's at with the tooth fairy. I don't know if he thinks it's they us. definitely still both believe in the tooth fairy. Okay, and the Easter Bunny. I think Jacob does believe in the tooth fairy. Yeah, I think he, he thinks... But Noah and Riley are a no on oh, yeah. all accounts. Especially when they're like, I found our teeth in your room. Right. So we kind of suck at the tooth fairy. I let the kids keep their teeth so that oh. I don't get caught holding them. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, Santa, yeah. No, I don't even know that I really was so into Santa as a kid. But um, yeah, no, I don't know where kids are at with that. I have noticed a couple of nice things this year where people have said, if you do Santa, make sure Santa yes. gives the really... Like, not the huge gift, because then kids who come, when they come back to school, and they're like, oh, Santa got me a PS4, or a Switch, or a snowboard. And if someone asked for that, And they're like, oh, well, my, you know, Santa got me a Rubik's Cube. A slinky. A slinky. Like, yeah, not everyone can afford the big Santa gifts. I think that's really important. Um, Okay, gifts, all at once or one at a time? You mean opening? Yes. One at a time. Yeah. One at a time is key. The yeah. chaos of all at once. 
That's how money gets thrown in the garbage. Yes. You throw it in the fire and you're like, oh, was there was money in that gift. Did you see that? Oh, yeah. no. Oh, no, it's gone. Okay, cool. It's crumpled up Sorry. in all the bags. Awesome. Yeah. No, it's such a, like, so much effort and work has gone into each gift. And especially before I had kids and had more time, I was a really intentional like gift giver and I would put a lot of effort into the wrapping I remember mm-hmm. having like little pine cones and cinnamon Aww. sticks and things and like <laughs> making my own wrapping paper all kinds of things and so yeah I really liked that we would take the appropriate time and there would always be lots of like hugs and kisses and thank yous for yeah. every every gift but now do you, I get the shaft at Christmas so it skips us so mm-hmm. grandparents buy for our kids yeah and then our kids, which means us, buy for the grandparents. Right. And we get no gifts. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I often, anything I buy for myself, usually in December, I wrap up and put under the tree. Yeah. I mean, this year. <laughs> then I get things and it's a bit delayed glorification. Perfect. Yeah. Brandon and I, um, so this year we're just spending Christmas Day, us and the kids. Oh, wow. And we're going to do, yeah, we have our own kind of gifts and stockings and stuff. We started this tradition and then we tried to quickly retract it because I hated it. <laughs> Where we dragged all our mattresses oh, down. Oh, I remember this. And we like all slept, like did a big sleepover in the living room. And then I was like. How do you put out the gifts I if you're all asleep together? I need them in their rooms. Oh, because because there's no Santa. There's no oh. gifts coming down. There are, we just bring them all down in the morning. So Jacob know. doesn't believe in Santa. I guess not. I don't know. <laughs> I love kid. that he doesn't know. <laughs> I don't know. I guess that doesn't make sense that we don't say anything about Santa or... <laughs> it's so arbitrary. <laughs> oh, yeah. That one's from Sam. I brought it down and I wrapped it and you were with me when I bought it, but that one's from Santa. <laughs> Maybe I don't write Santa on any of them. My memory, man, I When do know. you wrap them? Um, I mean... Because they were getting, here's the thing, like, the grandparents hijack Christmas. Like, <laughs> Brandon's parents spend so much money on mm. each kid that we were like, we can't we, come close to this. No. And we and we don't want to. Like, it, it was getting to the point where I'm like, we're only going to buy experiences. We're mm. not buying any more stuff. So, yeah, it'd be things like, oh, you can have, you know, a lesson, lesson horseback yeah. lesson or whatever it is. Oh, I'm sweating in yeah. here. Yeah, do you want me to turn the heat off? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Went from freezing to overheating. Ooh, Hold didn't on. Put on deodorant today. Nice. My hot tea. It's getting really hot. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. So outside of gifts you bought for yourself and gifts that <laughs> that you got for yourself from Ryan. Yeah. Um. Where who's getting you gifts? Um. My dad and my mom still get me. Oh, gifts. they do. Yeah. Okay. My mom usually gives us a check. Sometimes my dad gives us a check. Sometimes uh, him, dad and Joyce buy us stuff and do a good job buying stuff. Um, my mom, obviously, of course, as usual, is great at asking what we actually need. Mm-hmm. So we can choose. We know exactly what she spends on us. Mm. So we can ask if we would like it in money or if we'd like it in things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. So there's no, like, miscommunication. And my in-laws buy for us, too. So oh, okay. I do still get gifts. That's We nice. exchange with my brothers. So that was another thing. We, we have kind of... Like, I don't know if we went from overwhelmed to now underwhelmed. Like, yeah, I feel like we're now in this space where everyone was so afraid of being stressed that now we underdo it. Right. Um, so, no, I don't buy for any of my brothers and any of Brandon's sisters. Do you and Brandon buy for each other? Yes. Yeah. But I don't also don't buy for any of my 
brothers and sisters mm-hmm. and in-laws' kids. It is a lot of work. It, it is, but we used to even just do, like, um, pull a name and do a $50 yeah. gift for one, and then that got dropped, too. So it is pretty sparse. I, I can't say if I really... I mean, maybe in that hour, it feels a little bit like, oh, would have been nice to open something, and then I'm over it, and then we go eat delicious food. Yeah, yeah. It's true. Yeah. Who knows? Um, someone suggested, don't do Elf on the Shelf or Santa. It's a wonderful suggestion. Mm. Elf on the Shelf, I'm always so like, oh, I wish we did that until five or six days in. And I'm like, no, I'm glad we're not doing that. Because yeah. it's like, the last thing you need is one more thing on your to-do list at 10.30 it's p.m. It's true. Like, it's easier when your kids are in the age where they go to bed at 7.30. Yes. But when they don't fall asleep till 10, Ugh. and then you have to wait until they're asleep to maintain the magic. No. And then, so we only, we just move the elf. We don't do extravagant things with the elf. Mm-hmm. Other than maybe two or three times over the course of the month. Right. But the elf brings their Christmas pajamas and advent calendars the first day. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. But that's all. I do wish we had more traditions. I, I know I feel like that every year. Like, it, it feels a little bit sparse and I think partly because we haven't like this year we're going away so we're gonna be gone for a week and so we decided to not get a tree um we haven't done a tree yet like I oh the minimalist part of me is like and so then you store all of the things all of the year (laughs) yes you do you have to put all of the things away approximately four tubs four tubs and um I don't have a garage right so that's a lot of tub things Mm -hmm. yeah I get that Anyway, I do, yeah, there, I would like a few more traditions, but it's not really upsetting me in the same way as it did last year, so that's maybe good. that's because I'm sick and I have no energy, or... Maybe it's because we're ovulating right now. Yeah, fair. Talk to us in two weeks. Yeah. Two weeks on Christmas Day when we're like, <laughs> give me all the food. Actually, it's going to be great timing for chocolate mm, consumption. Fair. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, true. Another tip, another make it better tip, ask for help from your partner. Hmm. don't do all the Christmas shopping yourself. Mm-hmm. This may be a time where you need to delegate to them and actually say, these are the people, the humans that you need to shop for. Mm-hmm. I make Ryan do the shopping, the Christmas shopping for his niece and nephew. Mm-hmm. And he likes doing it now. I feel like Brandon has done most of the... He has a really great Stephen Covey um, way of doing a to-do list. Who where... is Stephen Covey? Oh, it's a man. It's a it's a course you can take that is that a lot of companies will send you to do. Oh. So you learn how to prioritize your day into what's an A, what's a B, and what's a C. Ooh. So essentially, your C's are never getting done, yeah. <laughs> and your A's you label them A one, A two, A three, A four. Okay. And then anything that's like an A that that didn't get done today, yeah. you transfer it now onto the next day. And the next day your to-do list is there again. Anyway, so it just means that he will talk about, you know, oh, you need to get a gift for so-and-so. And it's on his list and it doesn't come off his list until it's done. Okay. So it doesn't get forgotten. Yeah. Whereas good. I just live in a squirrely mess yeah. in my head. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah. He's like, oh, did you get that thing? And I'm like, no. No, oh. I didn't. Oops, sorry. I mean, it's somewhat helpful that we're like really not highly on call this Christmas. Oh, I'm so excited about that. Yeah. Yeah, that's... um. Because we thought we would be, and then one client went early. One client went early. The other two, I mean, there's two early Januaries, but I don't anticipate them going early because literally everybody else has gone early. So just statistically, (laughs) people need to stop going early. We'll make it happen, though. I would actually love to be at a Christmas Day birth. 
It would be yeah. so fun. Christmas yeah. music. I would dress so festive. Yeah, that's I'd true. full out wear elf shoes going in there. I do get a, a bit of a sense of a vacation out of it because we drive away from London. So mm. I have the sense like from the 26th to 28th, we're in Toronto. And then the 31st to 2nd, we're in Guelph. And it kind of feels like a break. I don't know how it feels for my mom or for my mother-in-law. I do like Wofford always. I always bring a meal. Yeah. Know, like veggie for the main thing and I always make cheesecake and my brother-in-law hates cheesecake so that's always nice (laughs) that's always nice yeah I just it's like I can't even I just love a good cheesecake and I can't think of anything else as soon as I think of a cheesecake you can't please everyone no you really can't and he always wants weird things like Christmas pudding do you love Christmas pudding? no I don't who loves Christmas pudding he does he loves his Christmas pudding fruit cake but wet no oh no Christmas pudding is like a ginger cake um oh. also not great with a like rum sugar warm syrup is that what somebody said on fire once at the gym girls christmas oh yeah exactly yeah. that oh, okay yes yeah. that yeah. that would be whatever i just called it I yeah christmas now. pudding yeah that okay yeah. yeah i'd prefer cheesecake i'd actually prefer i think fruit cake with the marzipan on top <laughs> <laughs> but it is good my mom used to make it like homemade from scratch and yeah it's pretty good it's Brandy. an english thing right it very much is, yeah yes. yeah so, uh, have you been to a wedding before where it was the wedding favor? That's a thing. Yes, yes. Yeah. It was Ryan's sister's wedding favor. Yeah. Or those white covered almonds. What are those? I don't know what Those are is. not good either. What? It's a candy covered thing. Not do you want good. to talk about vasectomies now? <laughs> yes, I do. How far in are we? Are people still going to be listening? Uh, Can you hear us? Oh, yeah. Us? Oh, we got Let's time. Go. Let's, Let's go. 10 to 15 minutes on snipping the Vols stuff wrongs. <laughs> <laughs> Should we snip or should we not? <laughs> should we snip the vassal deference? So we were going to talk about this weeks ago. <laughs> we when were fired up. We were so fired up because, okay, so you start. You say why you were angry and I'll say why I was. Okay. I wasn't angry, but yeah. So I have a dear girlfriend who has bared three children and she is not somebody who feels super confident in tracking her cycle. And she would really, really like her partner to get a vasectomy. And he refuses. On what grounds? Because he's a pussy. <laughs> hey! I don't like using no, that word. Don't I know. say that. Because pussies are resilient, strong, and push babies out. Because he's a penis. Because right? he's a penis. Because they're flaccid. <laughs> yes. And they're weak. He is weak. a soft, weak, flaccid penis. Sarah just fell off the stool. I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready to come at this conversation. So he's a flaccid penis, not helpful, (laughs) not useful in any way. And I don't think he listens to this. (laughs) I hope not. (laughs) And he refuses. He flat out refuses. And she does. She's very fertile. She will get pregnant again and basically is withholding sex at this point. Fair enough. Yeah. Because she does not want to be on birth control anymore, which I understand. Okay. Go. So no. Okay. So this this makes you angry on behalf of your friend. Yes. For all for all women. For all womankind. Okay. So I guess I would unpack a few things here. The first thing was I remember when you brought this up the first time was like the tit for tat nature of we birth the baby. Yes, we birth the babies. You should take snip one for the, the team. So I'll be very clear if. If the um, options are get a vasectomy or get a, what do we call that, the other thing? Tube tie. Tube tie or even the... Tubectomy? Or a hysterectomy. Yeah. 
um, I'm 100% on it's a smaller procedure for you to get your vast deference cut and yes. um, so go do that. However, I guess, you know, we go down this this path in birth. Uh, okay, so for the tit to tat for tat yeah. part. Um, tit to tit. Tit to tit. I just feel like. Let's rename the podcast Tit to Tit. It totally is. Except my tits. It's not radically thriving. It's tit to tit. I'm so low down on the table. Yeah, it's actually tit to face. It's tit to butt. Oh, man. I don't feel like. Hang ten while we rebrand ourselves. A tip for tit relationship never works right like we've talked about this in our own marriage no for sure as in you and me scorekeeping doesn't work scorekeeping doesn't work no um you know if laura were to say hey uh i spent four hours on canva this week (laughs) you'd be like bitch you enjoyed it i'd be like so you want me to spend four hours on canva actually we need to sell our business so but i obviously can contribute in another way that feels fiery and juicy to me i'm not saying that there aren't parts that we're both gonna do that we both don't love Mm -hmm. and that's fine too but i don't so the question to me would be if i'm if let's say i'm playing the man if i if i am not gonna get a vasectomy does that mean that you would not have had the children well no (laughs) like i think we like when you're envisioning yourself outside of any man when you're 18 when you're 12 Mm -hmm. when you're 25 and you want to be a mother you want to have children you want to go through this empowering birth process uh you want a baby you want to breastfeed i mean this is the same scenario as when we're breastfeeding and it feels like man dude you're doing nothing yeah because this baby needs a boob in his mouth all the time for sure um there's got to be ways that he can fill in in other ways um so i i don't feel like it can be equated in that way and i don't love that our only options for things are medical or surgical or even pharmaceutical you know we talk about this a lot you talked about your experience on other podcasts mm-hmm. with taking birth control. birth control and feeling like garbage and is that the only opportunity so a couple questions i would ask yourselves first of all realistically you know, outside of Cosmopolitan magazine, when we mm-hmm. polled our audience, yeah. the average couple is having sex once a week. Once a week. Yes. And some people were even like three times a month. Mm-hmm. So you are either taking birth control or putting in a, um, what's the T called? The UI. Oh, IUD. IUD. Or you are using getting. A, using a condom? Using a condom, yes. But any sort of. Uh, or you're getting your your the vasectomy for for so making a lifestyle change or a mood change or a physiological change for something that is happening three times to four times a month. Mm-hmm. Now sidebar, we did have some people say now that he has it done, I'm not worried, so we have sex more. Right, that's great. Yeah, um, that's a great play. That's, that's a, a great good play. business proposal it to really the man. Is. I do like that one. Yeah, although what if then a year later he's like, so remember that time. You said it would be more often. <laughs> and it's not. And it's not. Well, you've got a hand. Don't sign a contract. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I mean, this this podcast could go on forever because I feel like any sort of expectation and any sort of transaction around sex is where so many couples get into so many problems where you have 
men doing good guy behavior to get themselves to a place where they will get repaid sexually. Yeah. Oh, gross. And then transactional relationships. That, man, it really doesn't work. Or, or people say, oh, well, you know, if I don't have sex with him this often, then he gets kind of yeah, blue balls. grumpy yeah. or he gets like this or like that. Um, I mean, I think that's the best way to make sure that you are not fired Ooh. up and enjoying yeah. your sex yourself. Yeah. And then when are you in a place? Because now you're you're in a place where you hold the cards of withholding and now how can you, you can't decide, I don't know, it's, it's, it's weirdly transactional. And I, so anyway, maybe I'm. We're turning this into a sex podcast. We are. We know we want. We know we want, yes. <laughs> um, we also want, yeah. 2022 goals. We're going to talk about sex a lot more. Sex club. That yeah, sex club, the non-sex club. We never talk about it. <laughs> like fight club. Um, okay, so. I, yeah, dealing with things medically or surgically, I, I find interesting. Like, we've decided that, well, one, we're not interested in tracking our cycle. So, so my, my, I guess, let's go back to this book that I read that I didn't even read the whole thing, but this is where this started. <laughs> There's this book called The Cruelest Cut, which I would argue... It is not The Cruelest Cut. It is not The Cruelest Cut There might because, be a couple that are actually crueler. Oh. Episiotomies. Episiotomy, Cruelest yeah. Cut. Uh, circumcision, also, also a, a very cruel cut. cut. Yeah. Female circumcision, very much a Probably cruel cut. Probably the cruelest. Um, I mean, cesareans, a very cruel cut. Could be. So I'm going to say number five, sorry yeah. to demote <laughs> you. Demoted to the fifth cruelest cut. Would be cutting. And it's the, not a great book title. No, it's not. It's really not. <laughs> No, they should probably work on that. Also, I'm going to venture it's not a very high seller on the Amazon list. There's two reviews. I actually checked. <laughs> There's only two reviews on Amazon. <laughs> and if you look up the research, though, it is legit that went into this book. Um, it's around um, what is the long-term effects of intervening. You, you can't say when you go in and do a surgery that there is not a cause and effect. But I can't go tit to tit for this. <laughs> Because here's the thing. We had no choice but to have the babies because we have the uterus. Okay. Let's talk about the long-term effects of childbirth. Oh, so long. So long. So, like, again, it comes back to me to take one for the fucking team. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I feel like you're going to... Let's talk to my pelvic floor. You're going to win on talk that one. Talk to my saggy tits. Talk to my prolapse. Yes. Talk to my queefing from the cavernous vagina <laughs> that it created. <laughs> Remember when we used to get like <laughs> overshare hangovers? Yeah. I don't think we get those anymore. No, we don't. We just we're talk. Just, we're just numb. I was telling Sarah earlier that I was <laughs> when I was flying home from Sedona with my friend Cheryl, she was listening to our pubic hair podcast right beside me on the plane and dying laughing. And nothing has been more satisfying to me ever. Oh, that's the best. <laughs> I still think I still think we win. Don't worry, Sarah doesn't have COVID. She just laughed too hard and inhaled her tea. I did. Uh, I did actually do a COVID test Sunday, so it's not COVID. It's not COVID. But it is the worst cold I've ever had in like years. Okay, I have a few more points. Okay, make your points. Okay, fine. So in this book, they talk about how. Um, so when you cut, you're when you're you still ejaculate after you have. Uh, the vasectomy and sperm actually only makes up I forget a small percentage of the volume so when you are ejaculating and you you know some of that is going and being dissolved in your body 
there's a there, there's not a ton of volume, but the problems are one that nerve and vas deferens goes right through your psoas, and um, the other problem. My cold eating my brain. I don't That's know. Fine. Yeah. So. So there's some problems. So there's some there problems. Can be some problems. There's gonna be some 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 pain, and I guess where I'm I'm and I grew up with a dad who has so as pain. I also have a brother who talks a lot about depression in relation to pain, and when people are in pain, they are miserable, and they're not people that I want to be around. So, you know, personally, I'm not interested in in a an elective surgery that's going to cause potentially cause my partner some pain that I have to now deal with so that I can have sex with him on three to five days of the month that I could potentially get pregnant like to me there's just other options like you said like condoms like not what's the percentage of people dealing with pain after a vasectomy um, so the problem with that is like who's going to study that no one cares no one cares right? no one cares and also like you need to have studies that are studying like 20 years out. Also, you're looking at a population that's already in their 50s and 60s. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, can you say, oh, it's from your football injury right, when you're 20? Was it from your vas deferens surgery? But when you start to go down like a number of pathways on Reddit, let's say, mm-hmm. where people are anecdotally sharing um, some of the, the, the pain and things they have after. Um, so I... You know, and I think, and then you're headed, you, you also have to say, like, I'm headed into, um, what do you, what do you call it? You stop bleeding and ovulating? Menopause? My brain really is not working. No, it's really not. So, menopause is when you're, what, 55? Yes. I, peri- I think peri starts around, like, 45. So, obviously, I don't want to have a baby at that point. And I think that's the other part of this conversation. You can't track your cycle very well, then. No. And I think you have to have the conversation about endgame, right? Yeah. Like, okay, if I get pregnant when I'm 45... Uh, right, am we're I, the ones who have to deal with, like... Am I having the baby? Yeah. Am I aborting? What is my moral compass there? And how do I feel about that? Yeah. Um, and, Can I make peace with that? Yeah. And if that's the conversation you're having and you're okay with that, then obviously it always comes down to an individual um, decision. Um, but yeah, I just thought it was interesting because, you know, without... So I just found, you know, when I had boys, I always thought... You know, well, I don't, I don't have a penis, so if they, it, if we're going to talk about, if we're going to have boys and, and we're going to talk about circumcision, I'll just get my husband to decide because he has, and then I started actually do research and I was like, oh, wait a second, I'm actually taking that decision back. Mm-hmm. And I just found similarly with this one that there's other, there are some more factors to consider and once you have all the information, then go ahead and make the decision together or individually. Um, I asked Gary his his opinion, okay. his construction worker opinion. Yeah. And he wondered if they did the research about the vasectomy uh, issues afterwards, he wondered how much of that was being forced to go back to work as most Americans would be, not have paid time off and not actually rest the appropriate amount of time. Interesting. And if there would be a connection there, which I thought was really... That's quite astute, Gary. Isn't it? Right. Isn't it? I was like, oh. oh, well, look at you using your brain. Well, and I mean, yeah, it is unfortunate how America makes up such a massive 
amount of our of research, study. right? Yeah. I would be interested to know, and I haven't looked at it, like when we did the prenatal class, we looked at a lot of worldwide research. But yeah, yeah what is... Um, worldwide vasectomy opinions. Yeah, like what's going on in India, Israel, what's going on in Asia, what's going on in yeah. the UK? Maybe Tit to Tit will be the title of our book, and it will be going head to head, vasectomies versus being a woman. <laughs> yeah, I mean... If it comes down to the patriarchy and feminism, like, really, men just can't make up for anything. No, they can't. I mean, this, to me, is just not the place where... It's take one for the team. And it's funny, right? Like, we want men to be more um, emotional and feeling and all these things. And then also... But you don't get to have feelings about your (laughs) No. I'm like, but I actually don't want to hear your whining. We we were not okay with men... Um, emoting in a way that feels like them feeling sorry for themselves, which yeah. is interesting, raising boys. Right. I'm like, when does that switch? Like, yeah. I want you guys to feel your feelings, but at some point, you know, your girlfriends want you to, like, all this man-up behavior. Yeah. And then we we reassert it in this way of, like, well, you have the patriarchy in your favor, so shut up, buck up, and get your vast deference cut. The <laughs> end. The end. Bye. Merry Christmas. <laughs> The weirdest <laughs> podcast we've ever recorded. This is such a weird combo. <laughs> oh my goodness. Hey, how do you feel about Christmas? What's your traditions? Oh, also, can you go get your vast deference cut? Because I might have more sex with you, slash I also might not. So, no contract. Take it how you'd like. Hope it feels good. Here's a bag of frozen peas. <laughs> and on that note... I think we got to end on that high note. Merry Christmas, Merry friends. Christmas. We're going to take a few weeks off. Ha. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> we would just love it if you would take the time to leave us a five-star rating, a review. If you'd subscribe to our show, you can screenshot it while you're listening to us and even share it on the gram. Remember, you are important too. Disclaimer, we are not medical professionals. Everything said here is our own opinion and not to be taken as medical advice. We do not take any responsibility from the outcomes of you taking our advice. Please seek medical advice from your trusted healthcare professionals.